not everyone is destined for greatness. These are their stories. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, a show where we play pen and paper RPGs in which we've randomly determined as many things as possible, including characters, villains, names, places, and other weirder stuff. It all comes together to be a very random encounter. I'm after Wheels. I'm after Logan. I'm after Lee. And I'm after Greg. Yeah. And this is the after show. 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 <laughs> we have left the lobby. You just lobby. said the secret word. We have left the lobby. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of the theater. <laughs> we all want to go home. <laughs> Get your own fucking snack. Um, <laughs> usually we start these out um, with the GM talking about all the things that were randomized, but that mostly came out in the intermissions, especially since the last chapter was mm-hmm. uh, the only randomization I really did was randomizing the personalities to tell me which animal to be that session um but just as a quick refresher on the randomness chapter one with uh slayers was a randomized dungeon um if you want more details on that go to the first intermission (laughs) uh second chapter odd was just you know we saw that at the beginning the random npcs random location the rest was mostly improvised uh and then yeah i just talked about chapter three um but i figured what i could do instead of talking about the randomization is just to talk about the experiment generally and yeah. why I wanted to do it and how I think it went. Yeah. Please. The background is that um, if you're listening to this in the far future, uh, this is being recorded March 18th, 2021, which means um, it's been a stressful while <laughs> for yeah. the world, um, me included. And, you know, I won't <laughs> go into it because it's stressful for everyone. But uh, add on to that the fact that I'm taking... HRT and that's giving my body stress. I wasn't in the headspace when this started to like feel like I could have a, a big coherent story because it didn't feel very coherent and I certainly don't feel big. But I thought because I'm much better at beginnings and premises than I am at, <laughs> at wrap ups, I could do I felt like I could do three mini stories better. And so that's why the anthology and then why the horror is just because I had been engaging with a lot of horror media recently and specifically horror anthology in the form of old radio shows. Um, But, you know, I'm not that spooky of a person. So it turns out it wasn't that horrifying of a season. It's so weird because horror is like so, first of all, subjective. Like, yeah. You might think Ernest Scared Stupid is like the scariest thing that you could tolerate. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's, and it's also like, it, it's certainly I think it's scarier more, than our normal fare. Um, it's, but, but it's more subject matter than, right? Like, the genre horror is just like, there's going to be some weird shit that has to do with skulls, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and so, and so horror kind of, and so I kind of used that kind of, there's going to be spooky, ambiguous stuff to kind of um, hide how many loose ends there were going to be when I was trying to juggle three different stories. That was kind of the strategy. And I think mostly it paid off. I think people liked this season. Um, I was stressed through a lot of it, but not as stressed as I would have been, I think, if I tried to juggle this while we were writing the book, while we were doing a... Like, if I was doing a full... I realize this is longer than in any season we've ever done, <laughs> but it did feel a little lighter on me in that I had like built in break weeks in the intermission. I had, you know, with Slayers, it was basically like a, that one was done for me. I was basically running an adventure module, but the module was just the random dungeon. So I could kind of find ways to make it easier on myself. Uh, and I think it uh, wound up being really neat. I don't, I didn't intend to have quite as much crossover between the three as we ended up with. Um, 
but I really enjoyed it. I thought we did some interesting things and kind of expanded our, our ideas of what we can do on the show. Um, and that's always yeah. what I want to do yeah. when I do. I mean, I'm kind of always doing experimental seasons because I always kind of just want to push that envelope. And I suppose we all are and do. Um, yeah, but we do. I we do tackle have... it in very different ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I do like, first of all, I really appreciate how much you didn't intend for there to be crossover. And then we made that happen, basically. You know what I mean? Like it was it was a group effort to get us. to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think it and I think it was a good I think it was good. I think like, yeah. you know, you. I, I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have been able to do a coherent story all on my own. So you kind of you, you, all four of us together kind of carried that continuity, which was really, um, I think, kind of cool. Um, I think there are a lot of negatives to the experiment. To, uh, the other aspect of the experiment was just trying out games that I thought were actually not a great fit for the show. But I wanted to try out those styles of games to see so like slayers is a pretty combat focused game it has this other thing that we didn't really engage with with um like kind of the investigation half it has some systems for that too um but it is more of a combat focused game the hook being that all the characters have different types of attack styles and then odd being uh more of like a rules light OSR kind of inspired thing. I mean, ODD is kind of its own beast in an interesting way. Um, but I, I I don't think you could do a full season in ODD either of our show. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I don't think the right systems are there. Um, and I think that's super true for things Eldritch and Terrifying as well, which is an interesting game, but one whose mechanics are, are, are definitely for a shorter, um, shorter story than a full season. Um, so it was fun to be able to experiment with all those different games. So that was successful too. We can get into some of the details about what we thought worked and didn't. But um, the other thing that I thought didn't work about the experiment was uh, it's definitely our worst season in terms of representation. <laughs> and I think a lot of that has to do with we're starting over so many times that like mm-hmm. finding the finding the representation arc in our characters usually mm. takes us a little longer than that, you know? Like, But I also think these characters, like, you can... They're not blank slates exactly, but they kind of are. Like, yeah. it's not that they weren't representative, it's just that they, they weren't representing anything that could be exactly. anything. Yeah. I mean, you try to tell me blood would not get with any living creature that would get with her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely felt like there was, like, if we pulled it enough... Blood and Anita probably end up together, <laughs> but because like we sowed seeds for that, and like also they're like the two people on Earth that could possibly mm-hmm. understand the, what the other one's gone through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. And but, still, I think e- like even if, even if you grant that, even if you give us yeah. that one, it is still I think the worst. Inter- and yeah, I think yeah, part yeah. of that has to do with how quick of a pace we wanted to get from one story to the other. The fact that that limp, we were kind of limited in NPCs in that way too, because we knew they weren't necessarily going to keep carrying over. Um, So pluses and minuses to the experiment. I think we went into it also thinking that people weren't carrying over. And Mm -hmm. each game system was so different. It was hard to figure out even like <laughs> with Anita, it was hard to figure out who is Anita in this system, mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. less who are these new people in this system. Mm-hmm. And then oh, we I've, were, I've got know, lots to say about that. I'm and then, so we were, <laughs> and then it was like, okay, and now they're gone. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I definitely think that's that's part of it too. Um, but I think those are all the thoughts I really had about the experiment. I think I'd give myself like a, I give. I give the experiment like a B. B. Don't say a B. Well, <laughs> I mean, like, I think look, there's a lot of look. things I could like, I don't know. I think if you, I think this is one of those things, like, I think as a show experience week to week, this was probably super fun to listen to. And it seems like listeners really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like it is the, in the sense that every wheels season of any show that I have ever run in an actual play sense always has, a litany of loose ends just because I'm that I I'm not that organized. This is the loosiest enviest. <laughs> so like if you're the type of person who for whom wheel seasons are your least favorite, I would imagine this is your least least favorite, you know? Um but I think it's also the the most wheel season. So maybe it's the best if you're if you're that person too. So I don't know. 
<laughs> I'd give you an A. Just yeah. to Thanks. Put it out there. But also, I would never give us any of us less than an A. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so you're saying the A is meaningless. I'm saying that I'm a, I'm. It means Logan take, means it. Take my class, so you can get an A. That's what it means. Um, I could talk about Adam and even all all the the snake and ODD aliens and all my NPCs later. But do y'all want to talk about your characters? Sure. I can go first since I only had one. Yeah. yeah. I uh so eat it, nerds. <laughs> Even in the, in the scenario where we're supposed to play three, I'm just like, nah. I think I'll just be Anita. <laughs> no, it was part wonderful. of that was my fault for uh, well, not my fault, but part of it was my uh, kind of providing that suggestion by time traveling you to 1947. I think that was um, integral because otherwise Anita is totally forgettable, right? If we just go with what happened in the first little bit with Slayers. She's just like a member of the team that wasn't yeah, even like she didn't feel done. Right. No, not at all. Half baked at best. And now I feel like she was great. Like it was it was weird because I started out, like I said, in the after show for the first little bit, uh, Anita didn't didn't feel fully fleshed out. But now mm-hmm. now she feels like a complete character. And also like with like ongoing ramifications for the verse. Which is the VRE universe? Uh, yeah, it's hard to pr- it's easier to spell <laughs> than it is to pronounce. The verse, verse, verse. There's too many R's. <laughs> but I really liked the fact that Anita sort of naturally progressed to being a, a character that was out of time, and then ended up like very out of time. Yeah, and in some ways, this was kind of like Anita's story all the way through. Like, not yeah. just because mm-hmm. she's there all the way, but like. I think there's definitely a reading of this season that is like really Anita centric and that it is like her arc, even though mm-hmm. all obviously all the characters do. I, I kind of like that because it's not typically yeah. the sto- types of stories you get from role playing games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was the main character. I think we've had some yeah. main characters before, but like, yeah, Anita was there for all of it. So you would. She'd be on the movie poster is all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> the most challenging thing about Anita beyond feeling like she wasn't fully baked in the first act was the transition from the second act to the third act where we had like, we just rolled randomly for what Anita is like now, mm-hmm. which is a, which could have been, I don't know. I mean, we, we would have reacted to whatever it was, but I really enjoyed like, uh, I, I can't even remember what her words were, but it, it ended up being like wounded. I think was was mm-hmm. one of them. And something about like, I just remember uh, over it was sort of like yeah, the yeah. the mentality that I got there, and that really f- it it did fill in details, especially after we added like okay, the ODD sort of went bad it, uh, as it went corporate, and that sort of made sense. It was like okay, so Anita doesn't actually like this move because it's bad for a lot of reasons, but she also doesn't really know what to do. And as we've, as like her backstory and the stuff that's happened so far, she, it it would make sense for her to sort of check out and be like, okay, well, mm-hmm. I think maybe my presence is doing more harm than good. And then finally being pulled back in and being like, okay, I can do what I can do to be a positive force in the world. I, I really liked how that landed at the end. Yeah. You go from like confident to disillusioned. Like overconfident to disillusioned mm-hmm. to appropriately confident almost yes. <laughs> is kind of the summary. Which is neat. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's I think that's a wonderful arc. Like we rarely get to mm-hmm. see that much of a character's lifespan mm-hmm. in any yeah. of the seasons yeah. that we do, and that's cool. I hope she comes back, <laughs> Greg or Lee. Yeah, Greg, what was it like for you to? I mean the the only character I liked playing was Herman. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Sud was just Sud. Like, there wasn't much. You know, he was very much one note. He did the big thing, mm-hmm. uh, and that was supposed to be the big thing forever. And then that was wrecked. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't mean to wreck you. <laughs> it was weird because I f- I did feel like uh 
sorry, I was, I was trying to say Herman, but Sud was successful in like a lot of metrics, which is like for, you know, a, a century. He held off that from happening, but then when it did end up happening, it wasn't so bad. But if he wouldn't have been there, it probably would have been worse. Do you know what I mean? Like he succeeded, but in his mind, he didn't succeed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you look at all of history that came before it and his short term there <laughs> and the world that came after, which was he was violently opposed to. Uh, there wasn't like, you know, he was just there. Uh, Herman, I loved. Uh, Silgar, I hated. With every fiber of my being. <laughs> yeah. And so did everyone so else. Did everyone else. <laughs> but you um, did a great job yeah, at making us hate Silgar. And I mean, there's just a lot about that third season that I just. We'll get into that did part. Not, did yeah. not have fun with. <laughs> like, I, I mean, Silgar was meant to, like, Silgar was created with Stargoon in mind, right? Like, Mm-hmm. They were meant to be two halves of each other, mm-hmm. and I, tr- you know, I treated it as one half of a full being, and one that is only anger, and that's hard to be <laughs> every mm-hmm. recording yeah. session. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I get to be the thing that's just pure rage, uh, <laughs> fun, and I get to make everybody frustrated and mad. Yay! <laughs> uh, I mean, I will say that. Again, I always have fun recording it, but I had more sleepless nights post recording the third part of the season than I've ever had. Oh, because oh it was so what? sorry, Greg. It was so bad to be that person. Mm. Oh, and it was so bad to be the person that just wasn't helping anything. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I left frustrated all the time. We I just frustrated felt... all the time. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah, it was just, I was like, just, we just chuckle. Well, and I've said it before. I, I said it after one of our episodes. I don't think I said it while we were recording. I am really um, like inspired, I think might be a good word. I, I don't know what a better word is by the way you can do that. Like, I'm not sure that I have the ability to play a character like that where it like, I don't think I could keep it up. I don't think I could even really like, I've gotten a lot better about not just playing the same character over and over, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I, I, it's hard to be someone you wouldn't like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Greg just like fucking knocked it out of the park. And I don't, I, I genuinely just don't know. Like I don't think I could do it. Um like maybe in ten years or something. Ask me yeah. again. I don't know. But yeah, like especially playing someone unlikable. I don't I think like just my personality trait of me myself, like I just don't think I could do it. It was emotionally taxing. <laughs> I can yeah. imagine, yeah. Uh and then and I then mean, a horror season to boot, which is like not yeah. your favorite. I mean to be I mean, to be fair, like, this was my career for a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Like, right. But even even then, I've never, I will say that in, even then, I never played somebody that I hated that <laughs> much on all levels. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I, it was this, like, it's hard for me to objectively look at this season because I have a lot of negativity attached to it, and it's going to take Aww. me a while to be comfortable with the season. Like hearing people enjoying it has helped immensely, because putting y'all through like super frustrating times with a super frustrating person is hard when you're like, "You're my friends, and I hate doing mm-hmm. this, but this is what it is." Mm-hmm. And so it's like- been really hard to like just reconcile and be comfortable in that this is making an overall better product, but it is sort of, I'm having to pull on skills and things within me that I have not used in a very long time. (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, and this kind of gets into that game in particular, the central mechanic and basically the mechanic is, you know, the, the, the human player set up a scene and then the 
the terrors interrupt with one of a, a set of a few moves in an attempt to, you know, um, get something out of the humans essentially. And I, and I think like that loop, um, it's kind of like a negative loop, right? Because mm-hmm. it's always the one trying to get something from the other. Yeah. Um, and I think like that kind of one directional flow is, is not, it's not the type of game that we usually play. And then it's not the type of story that we're necessarily tuned to being good at. Um, and also I think that just by its nature of being like, the idea is that the, the terror is like enticing the human, but it doesn't, there's not a lot in the text of the book that explains what that, what that looks like. And so then what you end up doing is, is just being a weird poltergeist who fucks with people Mm -hmm. in every scene, which is um, sometimes fun, but like, I don't, I I think it, I think that style, I think it needs another two, another one or two possibilities of how a scene goes because always doing human set it up and then terror interrupts to, to pester them. I don't know. I felt, I felt a little naggy as the terror, you know? Well, and we talked about this, but it didn't make it into an episode um, that we, uh, Logan and I didn't quite um, grasp exactly that that was that y'all, that, that y'all had no ability to do anything if you weren't interrupting us doing a scene. Right. Part of it is this that like Logan and I didn't inspect the rules for the terror. Yeah, but it told we us didn't like do whatever think you we want. needed to know. Right. Yeah, right. because our rules said do whatever we want to do. So we were like, okay, fine. And we didn't read what the mechanics were mm-hmm. for the terrors. So that we, we are very lim- you are unlimited, but we are very Right. Limited, so we yeah. didn't and have it's usually clear, the opposite. And it's usually the opposite dynamic yeah. in a role playing yeah, game. Yeah. We right? didn't have a clear idea that that's what y'all so we I th- I feel like what happened was that Logan and I just felt frustrated all the time because we thought we were doing what we were supposed to do and just weren't getting any answers out of it. Mm-hmm. And we were like, well, I don't know. I tried to talk to the thing and nothing happened. And I don't like, I, I don't know how else to <laughs> right. like whatever. Yeah. And then so finally in one of the episodes, it was like, I mean, <laughs> I think it was wheels that was like, well, I, I guess I didn't want to, um, investigate this or that or that thing and we were like what what no we wanted to we didn't understand i we were trying (laughs) and so that's kind of how it like yeah you know we figured it out Mm -hmm. but it was our by then by then it was so late in the story that we couldn't we kind of had to switch yeah. to a normal GM makes up some scenes. Yeah, kind of, but we were already also, in the roots. We were already. It's not like we could go back and like spend seven more episodes investigating the things that we had wanted to exactly. investigate right. because we kind of had to make do with the fact that, like the the arc of that final chapter, kind of becomes dealing with his humans' historical inaction and also continuing right <laughs> now inaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I think a lot of that story comes out of the fact that all four of us kind of felt like we were hampered from acting. Yeah. Um, I think as a two person game, it would work better. Yeah. That is the thing. We're playing a four player. And I was going to say too, I think it just um, is not, it's not the kind of game to record an episode two. Mm -hmm. It is a game for friends to play the table. I don't think it's a game to release on a podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean that was part of, that's part of the experimental nature yeah. of this season. Exactly. Yeah, 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 and it's yeah. fine. We're, we're not I mean I, I mean, we are sort of bagging on the game but only in regards to how it works and doesn't work for precisely. Our yeah, for an audience, which is a whole different thing. Playing for an audience is so different. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so uh yeah, blood. Blood was fun. Um <laughs> it was weird the way I did it because um I guess blood was like very one dimensional at the beginning, but she was, she had a big personality. So you definitely knew who she was always. Mm -hmm. Um, But then when I played her the second time, it, you know, again, it was like drawing those words. So it kind of like changed her personality a little bit um, because I I got the word nice, (laughs) which was like, Oh, that's um. It's a change. That is she's antithetical she's to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and who I thought well, it's she interesting was. too, because like you said, she's like one note, but then you 
bring her into a much more domestic and mm-hmm. talky world and you kind of have to see where that how she's not one dimensional yeah so it was really fun to like flesh her out and ha- and make her be something different um the i liked the blood and anita show at I the did end too. i think yeah. was, i think the two of you had a great mm-hmm. dynamic in the same way that yeah like in the same way that slayers had a great dynamic but a lot of that was go 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 so we didn't get to sit in that dynamic as much mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Blood is probably one of the characters I've thought the most about outside of the game, mm-hmm. which, you know, because that's oh. just not a thing I do. But I was thinking today about her and that like image I had in my mind of her and Eve being like kind of friends or whatever mm-hmm. at the end. And I think I, I nailed down what it was that I couldn't quite articulate in the show. Yeah. But I think it's that. So Anita, I mean, Anita, (laughs) Blood has become this, like, kind of domesticated, right? Like, she's, Mm -hmm. she has this side of her that is nurturing and caring and wants to do the right thing, wants to help people and wants to do whatever. But she does still have, like, that wild side that is just, like, 100%, she just wants to go kill something. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, she's not going to do it like the old days or whatever. She's. So I think she's, it's the part of her that she's going to go hunt some monsters and she's going to take them down. And she allow, or she aligns herself with Eve to do it because it's a good union. It's a good partnership. But she understands that like Eve does not have the same intentions as she does. (laughs) And she's fine with that. And that's that part of blood that's always going to be, a little bit wild and a little bit rough and shady. Well, I imagine given Blood's personality, she probably likes the fact that Eve is like as evil as she can be. She's also just <laughs> really predictable. Yeah, she's very right? uncomplicated. Yeah. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that's what Blood likes. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, I just thought that was something I thought of as I was drifting to sleep. <laughs> Um, and what about Bud? Yeah, Bud. So Bud was fun too. I, I've, I, you know, kind of already talked about what playing Bud was like. Um, mm-hmm. You know, fun to be a different kind of character. Fun to be. He was very domesticated as well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is funny I because how... I think I've played two parents now. Oh, I've played two characters that had children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Marian. Um. I forgot Lyrian had I forgot about Lyrian's daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wait, Skydra. No, not Lyrian. Skydra. 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 Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'm sure Lyrian eventually had children too. Different space Lee care. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bird, not fish. Same difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, f- the fish in the sky. Mm-hmm. It's all the same. They're all fish. All fish. Um, yeah, so I think that's that's all. That's all I had. I really like how Bud like so our introduction to Bud was like everybody knows Bud, but Bud only, only <laughs> has enough room in, in his head for <laughs> a certain number of people. Yeah. yeah. But like when it came down to it, like everybody really respected Bud, and I think that Bud is a study in like imposter syndrome, kind of, because he was <laughs> never confident as as confident as everybody else was in him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh huh. Yeah, that makes sense. But he is absolutely <laughs> the most grounded, like, yeah, has yeah. it together character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> he just walk in, tell you what it was, and then be like, I mean, I, I think probably lick his eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're getting towards at length, but I do want to yammer about Adam and Eve a bit. Um, we got questions. Yeah, and we have questions, too. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I, I want to yammer about them a tiny bit, uh, <laughs> though, because... I didn't intend on them being my being included in my third chapter characters. If you listen to the character creation for chapter three, I talk about just playing the Dayanims. And then Logan is like, oh, so that means you'll be playing a Eve as well again. And I'm like, on the recording, I'm like, I guess (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't considered it because like with um, Slayers. So, a big inf- inspiration for like the biblical um, Abrahamic uh, mythology stuff is I- I'm very fascinated lately of uh, the types of stuff people were writing in like the 
couple centuries after, like the first couple centuries AD, essentially, um, in terms like religious texts that people were writing then, um, because there's a lot of wildly conflicting stuff, but even though it uses like the same imagery that we're used to. And so I kind of wanted to like make what would, what would be my, like if I were in the year 150, what would be my Abrahamic fan fiction, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, Because I was reading a lot about um, Gnostic texts and the Nag Hammadi library and things like that. And, um, and I really liked how uh, the the one that I have actually ordered a, a special copy of like a commentary copy of, uh, is the Apocryphon of John. And one of the ideas in there is that the, I think we talked about this on a VRP or something, but um, the idea in there is that the, the garden of Eden is a trap and, and the God of Genesis is actually not the real God, but is Whoa. a kind of like an accidental creation that is like mostly evil, but has some of the light of creation in it called Yaldabaoth is what it's Whoa. called. Uh, it's it, it, The full story is that um, God made a bunch of perfect things. And then one of those perfect things, which was wisdom uh, named Sophia, she was like, well, I bet I could make something of my own too. And then she makes Yaldabaoth and it's bad. <laughs> and then Yaldabaoth makes our material world. And the reason, one of the reasons that theology was in there is because at the time people were trying to combine like Greek philosophical ideas of the time of, of like, you know, the material world bad, uh, <laughs> world of ideas good, essentially. And so they re- kind of, that book kind of rewrites Genesis as like that's the bad god and then the rest of the bible goes back to being the good god because <laughs> so much of genesis flies in the face of that type of reading um so anyway i didn't copy that but i wanted to look at like another way in which the garden of eden could be a trap um and so that's kind of what inspired the slayer's snake thing where the snake was trying to become the devil <laughs> essentially yeah um but then when Logan pointed out that in playing the Dayanims, I would also be playing Adam and Eve, it gave me the chance to like flesh those two out as characters. As They were kind of just like a fun NPC I thought I could throw in in Slayers. But I did like playing them as like these symbols for, you know, because they are entrusted in, in the biblical text with naming all of the other creatures. I liked them as like a symbolic representation of humanity's feeling of its responsibility over the natural world and needing to know everything about the natural world because we have been entrusted with it and how that's kind of like maybe a that's like probably the wrong way to look at it because we are part of nature as opposed to in charge of it um so i don't know how much of that uh explicitly came out because you have to I had to tamper temper that with like being ambiguous enough to, for it to be <laughs> horrifying, but it was really fun to be playing with those ideas. Um, so I really like, like playing Adam and Eve. That's cool. Yeah, I, I liked them. Um, All right, you ready for some questions? Yes. All right. So from Twitter, at uh, Errant Canadian said, "I noticed the game mechanics weren't invoked as often in parts two and three. That made me think about how Wheel said a challenge of horror is taking away PCs' agency safely." What are your thoughts about how the games you played helped this or could or could be better at it? Invoked um, is a weird word there. Because we were cuz I feel like we did a lot <laughs> of the game. Yeah, the mechanics. third game just uh, the third game doesn't have a lot of mechanics. We yeah. did them, you just didn't really yeah. see them cuz they're all narrative mechanics. Mm-hmm. Second game, yeah, I think it's just that o- most of ODD's mechanics are what happens when you get into a conflict and the story that we ended up telling wasn't very conflict heavy <laughs> nor um, will any of the past present or future stories be <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know what i'm about to do I mean, that's true, that's <laughs> I mean, comparatively sometimes we fight we fight some players is pretty combat heavy uh, you think you fought like three yeah, things yeah twice as many episodes um i think that i think the rules weren't so explicit because they didn't like we didn't need to explain them, mm-hmm. except we probably really did need to explain them for season three. Because I at think, least to ourselves, yeah, I think that it 
just locked us in. So it's 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 interesting that you didn't see them because they they weren't stop roll a die all the time. Mm-hmm. But we were still trapped in rules in all of the seasons. Um right. With some with better or worse outcomes. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it rules. trapped in most of the instances, but yeah. Um, so then that kind of leads into Gray's question from Discord. Agents of the ODD expects to be a pretty fatal game, and this was mentioned in the swap. Did y'all choose for everybody to get through or just get lucky? Yeah, we don't. If you die, you die. They didn't man. fight anything, didn't so they fight. didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I gave them a few things that wanted to fight them, like the uh, the socks were supposed to, I thought, were a combat encounter. Um it's, then one of them turned out to be the mascot of the season, so <laughs> fucking, what do I know? And then, um, yeah, I mean, I kind of wanted that one to have more of, like, an x files vibe anyway, of, like, investigators show up and yeah. weird things happen around them. So, I mean, part of, so I think part of it was choice, and part of it is also just stylistically how the players navigated the situations. Yeah, And, and think- ag- again, like, we, like, our show just isn't going to, like the the when when systems say they are lethal, they mean combat is lethal, and yeah, mm-hmm. when you're playing a show for an audience, combat tends to be not super exciting. I was glad that we got some in in Slayers, but yeah, yeah, yeah I think a little bit of combat is fun. Um, it is, you, you know, I don't know. It's just sometimes <laughs> hard to justify narratively when you're yeah. not. Like, if you are a show that is about, like, you know, more about the the play and actual play, you know, more yeah, about yeah, yeah. the more about the tabletop than the role playing game. Right. Like, um, I think it makes sense for those shows to have a lot of combat because those are people who like typically the people making those shows have been like playing D&D for a very long time and, and making shows with Dungeons and Dragons or similarly combat focused games and so it makes sense to be going to combat often but our show being more rooted in like the improvisational storytelling thing it's just rare that you come up with a situation where fighting actually feels narratively like it right. would help anything yeah 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 because I mean, as it turns out Wars. violence isn't a great solution <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean like star wars it came up because you know look it is what there it is. A, yeah. There was, there was an, there was an angry lady yeah. who was yeah. really big on killing y'all. So yeah. that was going to be there. But I think because we had a different view of what ODD was at the time period that really that changed how we all saw the mission. I think if the ODD, the way it was in like the 1990s, we would have had a much more lethal game mm-hmm. because of it would have been. That, it would have been. Yeah. Um, uh, what's that movie with Will Smith and Men, Men in Black? Black. Yeah, yeah, it would have been Men in Black mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. case. And yeah, we would have just shot some people up. Complete with Octopus Baby uh, <laughs> delivery scene, I assume. I ass- that is the most VRE scene I can imagine. Um, okay, so I'm skipping around a bit in these because I think we've answered a lot of them. But um, part of Emily's question is, do you think you'll be go- uh, doing more GMless games in the future? Um, we we like to use GMless games for many, many seasons, seasons. Yeah, right? for sure. So, so definitely they... there. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I don't see any reason why we couldn't have a whole season of a GMless game if the right one came along. I, I don't think we're like yeah, I, I against think it. GMless makes a long form story harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, it's usually shorter yeah. term games. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, if the right game came yeah. along, it'd have to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Like I always say, we've never ruled any game out, but I think GMless, it's hard to tell an entertaining story when nobody when no is in, in the helm. Yeah, yeah. right. Be- because like log- like in the logistics of how this show gets put together, there is kind of just like a, you know, there's the expectation that we're passing the next full season on to the next person, and so like, in a in a way, like one reason that the show can stay weekly despite how hard it is to make is just that like it's harder for one person when, when they're running the game and then we pass it on to the next person. And (laughs) while it seems like it might be simpler to just spread that load out and do a full season GM list, I think with a 
show like ours, it helps us logistically to kind of have a creative director on each season. Yeah. Who's like thinking about who's like thinking about yeah. the world constantly. Because like as much as I like I am so excited to play just player characters again. And part <laughs> of that is because that way I can just think about the one person and not have to think so much yeah. about the world and, and how things interact and like just like keeping those things in track either in your head or on paper is like one of the many duties that we all do to make this show and we've kind of got the rhythm down of of how all of those responsibilities kind of pass between the between us two yeah uh so emperor seth from discord asks um a lot of things that we've already answered but <laughs> one thing was um they asked about the link between Stargoon and the band from uh, the Marvel season. Was it Marvel? What was yeah, that called? Yeah. It was called Marvel, right? Yeah, yeah it was Marvel. Um, other than the name, was there any actual? It's funny because the, I don't know how it's, so we, we rolled up the hat for Anita that it said it was a hat with like ancient, uh, gibberish writing on it and Logan thought oh it'd be funny if it was if it said Stargoon on it <laughs> and Logan and I had texted kind of jokingly that like what if the season ends with the Stargoon hat entering a time loop w- becoming like a time loop style um, like a closed loop item where it inspires the band that then goes back and makes the hat that goes back in time or something yeah real Donnie Darko situation Exactly. Uh, but then I think where Greg picked it up and took it was way more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can, do I think that there is a connection between Stargoon and the band? Yes. I think the sort of like the untold story of the Stargoon Silgar family was like Lilith got kicked out of the Garden of Eden. It's like, well, screw you. I didn't want to be there anyways. And made a bunch of magic and then like made the mm. deeps and then went to a far off. I love went that. off to a far off galaxy a long time ago and made the force. And then like, <laughs> I'll pop over here. And, wait, you so know. wait, 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 wait. So Stargoon is a separate entity, but the, to the uh, the chaos magic and the amulet. Yeah. OK, so we yeah. have we have several verse forces. Yes. <laughs> but like all of the wild magic that just is out was, you know, Lilith being like, I'm gonna pop around the universes and throw mm. magic around. Mm. Uh, and so, like in this timeline, like Stargoon was like, okay, I'm this time I'm gonna fix, I'm gonna fix it. We're gonna save the world, and I'm gonna go pick this person I think can do it. And then was not prepared for the ramification of what that actually do when you entered into a world that had very very strong rules. So like. In the Marvel Universe, like, Stargoon's just a band, they've, you know, it's just an entity, it's just a thing that they found cool in books, like, you know, you know, witches would call upon Stargoon to get boons, like, that's, like, where I thought where that band name came from, because, like, a jazz band's like, oh, that's cool, we're mystic and spooky, uh, and in this open world- your, Open that occult thing, yeah. occult book that you have <laughs> yeah. on the shelf to a random page, page. and name our band after that. Yeah. Uh, in this world, it was an act, like the actual physical, like, oh, I got to do something. Hmm. Okay. Well, I think that <laughs> we have answered everything either just in before in talking or directly. Um, right. And we've come to the part of the show where we <laughs> say what we're going to do for next season. Uh, I will say one thing. I want to say one thing. I don't think Stilgar's motivations were that obtuse. I think it was pretty clear he wanted to kill all of humanity from from the get go. <laughs> uh, I think what, what you know, how do I expect the players to react to them? I it's like Silgar was like, I'm going to check in to see if they're on my side or not, and then when it was not, he just bounced. Like, mm-hmm. if Silgar had a Twitter, it'd be did it need to uh, decide to change the world today? No, <laughs> no. blocked. No, <laughs> oh, you know, like that friendship was, ended with Anita. Sud yeah. is my new best friend. Yeah, <laughs> you know that was like he was not complicated. He just didn't care about anything other than his anger. And I his need goal. to kill the things yeah. that are killing me. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, with that being said, we've come to the part of the show where we <laughs> let everyone know what we are doing next season. And uh, a good portion of people are expecting me to say something right now. And yeah. I want you all to know, I am going to run a season, but we're not, I'm not doing it yet, but it's for a really good reason. Can we um, say the reason? I think so. Yeah. We yeah. Can say the reason because the book is yeah. official. Yes. Yeah. We, so we wrote the book. And for a while now, I've had the idea that I was going to u- completely 100% use the book for, for my season. And we were like, yeah, great. Um, but we weren't sure if we were going to be able to like actually tell you all about the book. <laughs> like all, yeah. all through that planning, I was like, oh, no, like what if I can't even tell anybody that I, this is what I've done? And then <laughs> the time oh, you never know yes, what the timing so, of right. like we weren't sure when the book was going to. Oh, because that was one other question that we didn't answer. Someone wanted to know how far ahead are we? Uh, we recorded the finale last week. No, on two, two days, days ago. ago. Two, days yeah, ago. Uh-huh. two days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's how far ahead we are. <laughs> on Not the- very. On the fifteenth or whatever that was, um, we get ahead by have, do, by keeping by having a rest week between seasons and mini seasons because yeah, we, that's how we those get are additional. Yeah. But we've always we've usually got about like at the lowest usually one week's mm-hmm. worth of buffer at the high end like three weeks of buffer buffer right at the beginning of the now, season. Now we did yeah. have that one time when I like pushed us and we had like eight weeks of buffer and we're gonna get that back again but it's gonna take take a while (laughs) anyway the whole the point is um we did find out obviously that we could talk about the book because you all know about it now um but Mm -hmm. what we really want to do is be able to push it you know really get people excited about it and be able to talk about it on other podcasts and things like that and have my season going at the same time as like getting closer to actual release time of the book so we're gonna let logan do a season first and then we'll do our normal logan season mini season um or mini season logan season another mini season and then we're gonna do mine and it's gonna be the the book the whole book and nothing but the book (laughs) and dungeons and dragons (laughs) (laughs) that is the system i'm going to use to tell the story of our book yeah and it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm and really excited. Also, my season is going to be great, and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, so Logan, tell us. Yeah, you want to talk about it? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so it's, you know, it's like a, like a, a little teen mystery thing. I want it to have Woo! a Riverdale vibe. So late high school uh, kids that are really young adults, like in, not in a young adult, like, why a novel like could be 13. I'm thinking more like 17 or 18 year old kids. Uh, and a lot of what will happen. First of all, is spoilers. And second of all is dependent on y'all. Cause I am taking wheels lead and you know, like, well, the, first of all, the system is bubble gumshoe, which is a hack of gumshoe which is like a mystery solving thing. So it's going to be like a Veronica Mars or, you know, the Hardy boys or stuff like that. Scooby-Doo is a good touch point. Um, and a part of the character creation is each character creates their own. Like it's, it's a lot like um, tales from the loop in that we're going to be creating relationships with other people in town and in so doing create the people in town. So basically I don't know any of the cast yet, but I know, <laughs> I know the bones of the story. And I'm really excited about it. I was, Yay, I was I'm like, oh no, when Lee said <laughs> I had to go next, <laughs> but but I was previously preparing to go next, so it it was fine. I was uh, I was just like, oh no, I have to do it for real. And uh, but now I'm really really excited. Yeah. Yay! Yay! I'm, I'm, I'm excited, excited too. Yeah. And our mini season, yeah, we've already play recorded. Play a person instead of the embodiment of humanity. Oh gosh! <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um. <laughs> Our mini season we've already recorded was really good. Um, you guys are gonna like it a lot. It was fun, and it was detective-y too. So it's yeah. gonna yeah. it's gonna go good. Yeah, I guess it, the, yo yeah it 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 definitely takes place like directly after the season. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's in a magical school. <laughs> I did not not knowing where this season ended up since we, re- we actually recorded the mini season a while ago it's just like oh crap we did the thing in air and it's awesome <laughs> do we want to talk about our little fan theory that we had in texts about like how like the the oh, my yeah, articulation yeah, yeah. of it was that 
Um, you can think of a bunch of different VRE futures as being the timelines in which different things happened in this story that yeah. we just told, specifically chapter three of it, where like we ended up in the most wildest timeline because both because magic is unbound number one and like essentially magic and symbolism are both unbound is one way to think of it the canonical Um, name is the most extra timeline right that's what we've been calling it is the most extra timeline because both of those things are the case which we think is maybe the timeline where you get like hella team probably probably root right I was going to say either Root or Fellowship are made. Actually, Fellowship is probably just on the magic timeline. Root, yeah. you're probably right, is the magic and symbolism one. And so, like, the futures that are more, like, cut and dry, like maybe a mothership, which still has horrifying and, and strange things in it, but not, like, magical things. You yeah. know, the more hard, hard sci-fi stuff is probably the universe where Anita and Blood don't give over the plant and don't free Stargoon um, mm-hmm. and how like th- so we've kind we've of already placed... seen from this chapter that there are a million infinite uh, timelines yeah. too. So, so we, that that's one way to think of how they diverge. We've kind of placed this season now is the middle of the universe and everything sort of branches off, mm-hmm. um, but it's a multiverse. <laughs> but it's also only the middle, like in the sense that uh, one thing I've been thinking a lot about because we, talked about that expansion of the universe stuff is that if you look at if you try to measure the expansion of the universe no matter where you are it will look like you are at the center Mm -hmm. and the universe Mm -hmm. is expanding around you just because everything is constantly expanding away from everything else so i i kind of like the idea that it feels like it's central to everything but also it could just be some random point in time, you know? (laughs) But so far, in what we've done, it is the catalyst that is either magic, yes, no, magic, no, or everything, yes, and... Right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's fun. Well, it was a great season. I definitely think you deserve better than a B. I had a lot of fun. (laughs) Thanks. Um, And, yeah. Listeners, thank you for for joining the experiment, and obviously, three of you, thank you for for experimenting with me. Yeah, and thanks for always bringing something really new and cool that yeah yeah, evolves the show. I mean, that's uh, you're welcome. I I guess all of us sort of do that, like you said. But yeah, I just really I love y'all. Is the thing I love everybody. (laughs) I love you all too. Do we want to end the (laughs) show? Do it. There. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Bye. Um. Uh, do we do an outro for these? I don't know. I think we. I think 100 percent of the time we ask, and I think zero percent of the time we answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs>